This is episode 228. This doesn't work. Well, there's no TV <laughs> show called 228, so I can't. This is bad. <laughs> Catchy. Right? See? You're not you're not recording, are you? Of course I am. <laughs> hey! Yeah. Now we got it we got a cold open for the show. We got the open. That's how it's gonna start with the two two seven theme song for episode two twenty eight. That's awesome. I love that. That's perfect. And then whatever all that bullshit afterwards was and then all this bullshit. <laughs> oh. There we go. <laughs> now we can now we can start. It fire when ready. Welcome back to the DWI Podcast. My name is PC Tony. I am your commissioner and the commissioner of the United States of the Americas. And I am joined, as always, by the other half of the world's greatest tag team. Never. It's him. It is him. That's a scientific fact. That's DPP. It's science. Science. And we are also, we are also joined by the phenomenally funky and oh so fresh well maybe not i don't know i don't know it's quarantine maybe he hasn't taken a bath i don't even know if he's wearing pants he's got that backwards hat on today so we can't see the lovely locks but he's here nonetheless he is phenomenal he is aj Belaz. yeah and i have two taken a bath and a shower during quarantine come on okay i don't know <laughs> we have no idea i, mean, I don't know we can't Thank God we can't smell over Skype. That's all I'm saying. <gasps> thought that word was banned. <laughs> I thought we weren't allowed to say that word. Sweet, I get a day off next week. <laughs> Thank the fucking Lord <laughs> Almighty. That'll never happen. You guys, you guys just don't do a show. I have to. I can't be suspended. Would we just sit here and look weird at each other? Uh, I don't know how to run. Uh, I don't know how to run a show. <laughs> I don't care if you guys want to do it without me next week. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you want to okay. do? I don't know. What do you want to do? <laughs> I've been doing it. five shows a week. I've been doing five shows a week lately, so <laughs> Skype, 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 baby. <laughs> no, That's a whole week. Kidding. You're a week off. You got a week off. Uh, I have a month. I got a month off. Mess with the bully, you get the horns. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Anything happened special in the past week since we talked, gentlemen? Uh, Wisconsin opened up here, AJ. What's going on out there on the East Coast? I heard the uh, beaches are going to be open for Memorial Day weekend down in New York. A, a couple of the uh, boardwalks and beaches in uh, New Jersey have opened up. They have the you know the six feet distance policy going on. But uh, other than that, uh, one really funny thing happened to me this week. Oh, here we go. Do, do tell. Ooh, here we go. So, um, since, uh, we have these little mom and pop shops that are around Andrew and I, I needed to go and grab some, you know, snacks, drinks, whatever, and I'm walking down the street trying to go to the shop, and out of nowhere, I hear tire screeching, and out of pure instinct, I jump on a neighbor's gate. And just watch as a car skids on its side right in front of me. That's right. We almost went phenomenally funky fresh lists. 
Oh my god. Yeah, so that that was the highlight of my week. They were on two wheels? Were they on two wheels? The car was perfectly sideways on the driver's side, going on. on the pavement. What? I'm just staring at it like, if I wasn't paying attention, jeez. Wow. Was it Who was driving? Was it James Bond? Sounds like some kind of stuntman or something driving. to be able to, you know, do that kind of maneuver. <laughs> I don't know who was driving. I'm going to say Jameis Winston for the amount of uh, eyesight oh, that they had. Oh, my God. Maybe he was stealing crab legs again. Damn it. What happened to the car? That was... Does that mean? No. I don't know. I heard tire <laughs> screech. I looked back, and then I just see it pop up, and it just scrapes along the side, and I'm like, all right, that's... That's definitely going in the podcast today. Wow. All right, well, glad you're here, brother. Cheers to that. And uh, speaking of cheers, EP, now seems like an appropriate time for AJ... To play what you drinking? Oh. Drink it in, man. Fuck you, I'm drunk. Fuck you, I'm drunk. Pour my beer down the sink. I got more in the trunk. Fuck you, I'm drunk. Fuck you, I'm drunk. And I'm going to be drunk till the next time I'm drunk. Well, what are you, what are you, uh, what are you drinking over there, Death Dodger? Uh, I'm still trying to finish off the giant bottle of tequila I had for Drinko de Mayo, and uh, I'm having some tequila and Coke. Really? That, that tastes alright. I didn't right. know that was a clause. I didn't know that was an option, sir. <laughs> I once drank white tequila and tonic for an evening for no fucking reason, except that the bartender couldn't read possibly. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Yeah. EP, what are you drinking? It's okay. I drank uh, I drank Bacardi and Cokes for quite a while there, despite the fact I specifically told them that they were pouring me Bacardi and they still believe they were pouring me Captain Morgan's. <laughs> now, if you remember that night, that was a fun one. Uh, probably not too long ago, actually, from at the. One of your favorite golden tea holes near your house. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That was over at the 100. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Well, there you go. That's, so, that's too bad. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Louise. Didn't realize what they were pouring me. I called them out on it, and then they still poured me the wrong drink. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I am actually going with a Ziegenbach today. This is a uh, Texas special. It's uh, amber that you can only get in Texas. That was uh, imported to me on a drive in an exchange, so it's my favorite beer, and I only have two left, so I'm just gonna finish them off today. Oh, it sounds very, it sounds very Breaking Bad, a, a, a driving exchange in Texas <laughs> with the scientists, and yeah. Well, I got Bell's Two Hearted Ale, probably one of my favorites. American IPA, uh, bursting with aromas, racing from pine to grapefruit. Those are my words, folks. Those bursting. words come from the can. Yeah. Bursting? That's right. Are they bursting after you drink them? Are they still bursting inside of you right now? Nope. We're all good. Things will be bursting later. Team the two hearts. Team the yeah. Hopefully not a car. off this weekend <laughs> all right db let's let everybody know what's happening this week on the podcast known as dwi what's in the money in the bank briefcase is it a sheet, sheet. <laughs> angels angels <laughs> just nothing but just angelic voices uh no it was the title we'll get to that uh, Money in the Bank. We're gonna we're gonna review that. That's first and foremost. We're gonna get into some facts spelled with a PH BTW and a last call that could possibly have me doing an impersonation about a man fighting a kangaroo for Doritos. DPP, do me a favor and ring the bell. 
bag of Doritos and told me to get in the wing. Next thing I know, I was fighting a kangaroo. It's going to get bad. It's going to get bad. (laughs) Episode 228 of the DWI podcast. Not 227, by the way, over there, scientist. Learn your fucking numbers. But it's such a great song. (laughs) It's not even a great show. (laughs) How do you know? You've never watched it. That's why. It can't be that good (laughs) if I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. Hey, the song's at least catchy. Come on, you can give it that. You're not here to encourage him, okay? You're here to encourage me. Somebody needs to. Uh, I'm here to encourage my drinking. <laughs> yeah, you are. That's why this is the DWI I'll podcast. I'll support that. <laughs> Cheers, folks. All right, guys. First and foremost, I want your thoughts on the on the non-money in the bank part of the pay-per-view, right? We had some title matches. Uh, we had a lot of title matches. And what did you think? I mean, everything pretty much went as you thought it would before the money in the bank came. Right, AJ? Yeah, basically. You had, you had really good wrestling from the, the eight-man tag and the world title match with Seth and Drew, some great storytelling with Bray and Braun. Everything that we kind of expected, really. I liked what we got out of all those matches, actually. Drew and Seth had a really good match. I, I really liked, I actually dug the Strowman and Bray Wyatt, how they did that whole thing. You know, Strowman at the end with, you know, pulling the mask back out and, and you know, acting like he was going to be part of the Wyatt family again kind of thing. And that was pretty nice. I thought, uh, you know, Bailey and Tamina had a pretty decent match. I didn't think it was too bad. I love the tag match. That, yeah, like you said, AJ, that was that was a really fun match. I, I loved all those. They all kind of worked together really nicely. The Forgotten Sons, I thought, had a really good kind of, you know, pay-per-view debut Basically, I think, you know, that one turned out the way I thought it would. Um, and I think that was all of them. It seemed like there wasn't as many matches as I expected there to be for this pay-per-view. It did end a little early. Bailey and Tamina, did you mention that one? Yeah, yeah, mentioned that one. That was pretty good. I thought Tamina did a really good job. I'm glad she got the opportunity because I thought she showed a little more of what she could actually do when she's around. I mean, she's always down with injuries and everything, and... She really never gets a shot, which, you know, whatever. But I thought she had a pretty good showing in that match. All right, let's get to what we really want to talk about, and that's that Money in the Bank match. I, Your thoughts on Otis and where he can take this briefcase before we talk about the actual match? Because that's that's really the biggest takeaway from this whole pay-per-view and what's happened is Otis, does he is he is he a singles competitor now? Uh, is is he gonna cash him in with Tucky? You know, does Mandy Rose gonna break his heart and cost him that shit? I mean, DP, we just talked about this with Frankie DeFalco. Word has it he's he's on the singles track now. Yeah, really strange. I guess I, I don't know if that's you know with the popularity Otis was getting that they decided to maybe move him to a singles competitor and. The storyline, they decided to put him in with Mandy, or is Tucker, is there any kind of injury with Tucker? It doesn't seem like it, but I thought they were a really good tag team together. It's I don't know how I feel about Otis being a singles competitor. Just It's just kind of weird, I guess, but we'll see how it goes. I, I really hope it's, he. at this point, I, I guess I hope he stays as a singles competitor or cashes it in for a title match, because from what I understand it, unless I'm but hearing it wrong or not remembering it correctly, that you're cashing in your money in the bank for a world title opportunity, not for tag team titles, not for any other title. It's a world title opportunity for your brand. So I hope they don't, you know, change that and just, just because he won it, decide to make it, you know, where they can cash in for the tag titles. Uh, preferably, I think it'd be kind of awesome if they changed the rules going forward to say you can cash it in for any title because then it puts every champion on notice that you can cash it in at any time. But um, I just I, I'm kind of hoping he stays singles and, and comes. I out thought with the this. stipulation this I thought the stipulation this time was that you could cash it in for any title. Not that I remember. I, I mean, I'd have, I guess I'd have to go back and listen, or somebody can correct us. But I, I thought it was always you have to you cash it in for a world championship opportunity for your brand's champion. I don't know. Well. They can do whatever they want. 
That's my opinion. Mm. AJ, well, what's can. your I know opinion? That's what I hate. <laughs> <laughs> now they'll probably find some way to change it because it the way that the way that they make Otis is like he, he loves his friend Tucky. Come on, come on, Tucker. come on. We got to do this. Come on. So I would I would assume they would go for like a tag title or he would do something with the money in the bank where you know he can't do it unless he has his friend Tucky do it too. So if they make him a single star, go for it. I mean, the, the, try in the times that we're in right now where you know let, let's see if he can actually push himself more to popularity by the Could money you- in the bank win. Could you have a long Braun Strowman Otis feud over multiple pay per views? Like, could that raise those two guys' profile? Could they have really good matches together? Because personality wise, to me, easily Otis and Braun could go back and forth and you could turn Braun heel, right? I mean, especially with Mandy on Otis's side, things of that nature. I, I mean, that to me is more viable of a championship you'd be going for. Otherwise, he's not cashing in for a while because if he's going for the other title, I don't see Drew McIntyre getting rid of it anytime soon. No. no. I mean, he can't. He can't. It's, it's for your brand only. So he's yeah. on SmackDown. So he's going after the SmackDown title if that's the case. I'm not I'm not uh, buying on that. I'm not uh, biting on that. That, that could be written on WWE's website right now as the official rules of what's happening with our company. Uh, paragraph 7, Sector G whatever, but I still don't care about that because it, they can change it. If they want to, if Vince gets a hair up his ass and gets convinced by one person hard enough at, at the last second, there he could be on this show at that point. He could be on NXT. How about Tucky fucking, how about, no, not Tucky, I'm sorry, Tucky. I just love when he does that. How about Otis? <laughs> Somehow, the scale is on the fritz, and he ends up cashing in for the 205 Live Championship. <laughs> yeah, you're finally talking about 205 Live, right? Jeez I, Louise. You know, I, I, I'm 100% for it. Don't get me wrong, because I wish there was no brands, and I think if you win that, you should be able to cash it in against whoever you want. So I really hope that they don't make him look so stupid as if to him – cashing in for the 24-7 title because all he's got to do is show up if he wants that one. He doesn't need to use the briefcase. That would be funny, but really a waste. My, he needs the, he needs the briefcase to get into Raymond James Stadium. <laughs> th- th- I mean, come on. Th- that's fair. It's true. There's, it's money in the bank. You use money to get into Raymond James. Come on. Uh, you know, they're already breaking the rules with the whole brand split anyway with Baron Corbin coming over to face Drew McIntyre. I feel like this is going to open things up a little bit for that, too, especially with everything going on in the world. So who knows when they're actually going to do a draft or anything with brand splits and everything. I could. What I'm really hoping they don't do is have Otis put that briefcase on the line against like AJ Styles because AJ Styles had it in his hands and fumbled it away. And so he challenges a- Otis for his you know damn briefcase and loses it because they haven't done that since Kennedy won it and he had to you know he put it up on the line against edge because vince mcmahon hated mr kennedy and wanted him off you know because he did some stupid shit i think so they took the briefcase away from him but, i heard it was he tore his bicep and then when he went to the, like an actual doctor after it's like yeah hey, you're on leave it was like it's just a contusion just ice it well that's what i just heard from a kennedy interview like years ago so yeah. Kennedy. Oh, good old Mr. Canada. Canada. <laughs> I'm just, I'm kind of disappointed that they're, if they move him to a singles, because I thought, you know, with Otis getting that popularity going, you know, that adds a really big element to the tag team division, having a very popular tag team, because it's so kind of just horrible right now that having a guy that's hugely over with the crowd would be just an excellent addition to, you know, a tag team division that needs it very badly. You know, it's like, it's really interesting. You you never would have thought that this guy would be the money in the bank guy, that we'd be having this conversation about him possibly winning a world title, or could he have a good prolonged program even with somebody who already holds a title? You know, the funny thing is when they came up to the main roster, everybody's like, 
is Vince going to like Otis, right? Like he'll be, he'll like Tucker because he's big and he's agile and he's got the look and he can talk. Tucker can talk actually people. I think Tucker's going to be a big star in this company. I think he's going to make it. I don't know if he's going to get past IC or US title on his own, but he, he's going to, he's going to have some good matches on his own. But we never thought that Otis, I mean, it was pretty much up to Vince and whether or not he liked Otis and the different things he would do. A lot of people thought he was just going to bury him right away and, and he wouldn't make a hill of beans. But here we are having this conversation. So kudos to him. You know, there he is eating those he's beans. To, yeah, he's got his, he's got to, you know, play around with Mandy Rose a little bit too. So good for him. Yeah, no, 2020 is his year. <laughs> As long as he doesn't cash it, cash that money in the bank briefcase in for like a Reuben sandwich or something. Well, Andrew did tell us on Pottis War all the things that he did on top of eating a hoagie sandwich. So he he had a phenomenal forearm, a black mass, a uh, West Coast pop, a ladder shot, and a hoagie. <laughs> go ahead, go go back and watch the Money in the Bank match. He ate that hoagie in the Paul Heyman segment. Oh, he did. Did. I don't want to watch it again. It was horrible. <laughs> so talk to me about the actual match before we actually talk about what happened on Monday Night Raw with, with the winner of the women's Money in the Bank match, Asuka. I mean, how did you guys appreciate what they did, the length of the match? How did you think it flowed? Did you enjoy the campy spots? Did you enjoy the legends that came back? I personally loved the whole thing. I, I, I thought it was great. I was entertained from get-go. I know Vince listened last week because they showed the dinosaur bones in his office, right? I told you we'd do that. Um, so it's it's just been a lot of fun to watch these different things that they're doing. And I think it's something else that they can do even when this comes back to enhance storylines. Like, oh, they're getting a cinematic match or they're getting this kind of gimmick match outside of it. Like Aesop Mitchell wrestled in the fucking library once, right, DP? That's I mean, right. shit like that. I mean... It's something different. Like, laugh at yourself a little bit. Be a, be a little bit more creative. A- AJ, what are your thoughts, you know, from the beginning where they're all getting introduced in the lobby and lining up and the guys start just beating each other's ass and Asuka jumps off the ceiling to the end where Mysterio and Aleister Black are getting tossed off the top of the fucking roof? I, I absolutely love all the cinematic stuff. And and like you said before, like all the legends that appeared, like everyone's rushing out to go to like the either the steps or the elevator in the men's part, and then Ray gets stopped because he like looks into the bathroom and he sees Brother Love saying he loves him and everything. Or Brother everyone, Love, yeah, and, you go, go ahead, keep going. Sorry. And then everyone like coming into the middle during like Heyman during a feast, and it's like everyone's there, and it's like food fight. Like all right, it's it's not WWE without. You know, catering, getting money wasted. I I personally wanted to see uh, Kevin Owens show up. I know he's hurt, but I wanted him to show up and get another pie to the face by someone that we don't know yet. And get that call back. But uh, no, I love the cinematic stuff. Like, some things, especially with COVID going around and everyone's stuck in quarantine, so there's not much of a crowd. Yeah, you can you can try to, like, do more of the cinematic stuff. Like, try to make it more entertaining and everything. And I thought the Money in the Bank was great. Like, the Alistair and Ray getting thrown off of the building, because I'm not going to say tossed off for our British listeners. Um, <laughs> I might have felt better. <laughs> but uh, getting thrown off of the of Titan Towers, you know. I, I think there was a rumor going around that Vince even practiced his spot himself saying, you know. The, the old adage of if he can do the spot, you can do it. He's not going to. I heard he did that. I heard he did that for Gronk too. I did hear that too. Where you know he was Gronk was nervous about jumping off of the uh, balcony for Mania, but yeah, I I love the cinematic stuff. I I love Final Deletion and Impact, and I love the Money in the Bank stuff. Delete, delete. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Vanguard one is Vanguard Wonderful, one is Wonderful, yeah. Vanguard two. Not, not, yeah. Well, Matt Hardy's not too happy these days. Yeah. Van <laughs> Junior. Vanguard Junior is gonna have to come back come out. I know. Vanguard we'll get, we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that though. Get to that. So this money in the bank 
whole thing had Vince McMahon written all over it. I mean, like you talked about the the toilet humor, he had got to throw that in there. The food fight, he, I mean, this is that's classic. He loves that. That's all his bits. And I, you know, I, I forget if they got to do it over the Thanksgiving feast last year, but because they always do it at Thanksgiving. But he got his opportunity here to do it. And I was, you know, I was hoping that this was going to end up being over the top, hilariously bad, and that's exactly what I got because it was way over the top, and it was hilariously bad. And they made I picked the wrong I picked the wrong ultimate underdog. Otis won it, and I thought Dana Brooke would come out as the underdog to win it, not Otis. But holy yeah, shit, I was hoping could they have made Dana was... Brooke look any more like an idiot? First of all, sliding and falling on her ass, you know, going through. You saw that coming. And then picking up the, the where the, there's a briefcase hanging in a in a fucking conference room and she pulls it down like she won the world. What the fuck was that? Why? Well, how stupid were you that you did? How many times have you have they said it's on the roof and, and you find it in this conference room and go, oh, here it is, I win. Guess who owes me five bucks, AJ? <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'll take it out of that briefcase so that she pulled down. I thought it was so it was so great because you mentioned that briefcase and I'm watching this match and I'm going, like twenty five bucks isn't gonna kill me, but I really want to give VP twenty five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so they get into that they get into that boardroom and to your point, when she went up and grabbed it in the boardroom, I'm like I just won five bucks. That was a thirty dollars <laughs> swing right there. Thirty dollars swing because you know after grabbing the one there, she isn't grabbing the one on the roof. And I'm like, it's oh, no. on the roof. But I thought that was cool. I thought it was really cool to have a glass briefcase with all the money in it. I thought well, but I thought what could be better is have it that way. Put a briefcase, hide the briefcase in one in some conference room somewhere, and you got to run through to different rooms and just figure out. Because why the hell would you th- go into that conference room for any reason anyway? You know, why wouldn't you just run up to, to the roof? I like it better. Put it in a random conference room that you got to find it, you know, like a hide-and-seek type of thing, and you got to pull it down, and then you'd be a good fight. I thought, <laughs> I just thought it was so bad, so horrible that the way they did that. Needle in the haystack in the bank? Is, yeah. is that the next pay-per-view that we're going to have? Yeah. Money in the maze briefcase. Yeah. Cash in the conference room? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, hideout and headquarters. Yeah, I know. What is this? An overnight or something? I think they got it. Go. I think they're good to go. I think. I think. Uh, I think we'll stick with that money in the bank part of it. Um, yeah. Recap real quick. Favorite. Favorite scene spot from that money in the bank DP. Oh man. Uh, I, I, just, I don't know. Uh, I guess Otis. I think Otis at the beginning when he first got introduced and he's walking out talking, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> What's the stakes and weights, stakes and weights? <laughs> he's doing that thing. I, he's just, he's funny. He's just funny. He does a good job. <laughs> AJ? Uh, I, I do agree that the Otis, like him coming out, stakes and weights, yeah, come on, yeah. <laughs> it's like a bad but, macho uh, man. <laughs> like a really bad macho, but... Um, bad macho man. <laughs> But uh, I gotta say, my favorite part of that, because both Andrew and I had flashbacks, was when Daniel Bryan and AJ went into McMahon's office. Uh. <laughs> oh man, you should have seen your face. You're such a coward. What are you talking about? You're the one that told him to push in the chairs. <laughs> I did, didn't I? Wham! <laughs> well, I could tell you my least favorite part of it was when Baron Corbin tried to stop Asuka from getting the uh, yeah. briefcase. Now, no I under- sense. Absolutely Listen, no sense. I can get it from a perspective of trying to get more heat on Baron Corbin. Like, this is the most heel guy in this match, right? He's even trying to stop a woman when it doesn't even matter what's going on because he clearly could have just ran up there and they both could have grabbed a briefcase. I, I, I don't know. The throwing them off the roof thing is, is just kind of not really my bag but we're talking about it but i love the food fight i love the paul Heyman part i I love that they just kind of went all out and all at it and if you're going to do something like this and you're going to make it campy and you're going to do these different things 
And let's not let's not forget there was some decent things that happened there as far as fighting and you know once they got up on the roof too there were some interesting spots so I enjoyed the match in general. Um, Shayna Baszler got taken out by a mop. Who would have known it? But yeah, that's that's the that's my takeaway. Thanks, Perry uh, Saturn. Moppy, I miss oh, Moppy. Poor Moppy. And Pepe. Oh. And Pepe. That was Chavo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pepe was Chavo. Yeah, both well, Moppy and Pepe would have been my ultimate take team. Anyway, let's talk about the other part of this match that we haven't. Becky Lynch is pregnant. We find out that Asuka not only has won the Money in the Bank briefcase, and she had the best role to play in that whole thing where she started off by jumping off the top of the elevators, dry, going up the elevator by herself, doing the mop, you know, the mop thing happened, and she just comes out on top. And good for her because... She is one of the best women's professional, if not one of the best, just professional wrestlers in the world when given the opportunity to do her own thing. And the way she's trying to embrace a different kind of character and get over here and have people just understand her cool, quirky kind of nature, which is excellent to me. Um, I I love it. But your guys' thoughts on Becky Lynch getting pregnant and Asuka actually winning the WWE title? Uh, opening up that briefcase and finding out like that dp first of all congratulations to becky and to seth because you know awesome for them I, you know i don't know if they were uh, trying to exactly plan for it or anything like that but you know what happened doing to- december doing yeah, december so march right doing march so was it march. before mania after mania uh, they didn't waste any quarantine the night of the night of mania, then that was it. Maybe that was the night of mania. They're like, we're pulling the goalie tonight after our matches. Yeah. So, you know, pretty awesome for them. You know, and uh, I, I like the way they did it. I liked how they set that whole thing up. From what we understand, Asuka had no idea what was happening. She came down, probably just was told, you know, go down and complain that she has your, you know, briefcase, and we'll go from there. And so I think it was genuine reactions from Asuka, which was really cool. I thought they played that really well. And they had a nice moment there where, you know, they had the opportunity to have a really good moment where no, you know, no baby face, no heel, just to embrace a congratulations and everything and show some real emotion, which was kind of cool. I, I love the fact that they're just giving it to Asuka for the belt. That's that's cool. I would have been would have been a good cool idea too to make some kind of tournament out of it. Would have been able to extend this a little bit, you know, like they're doing with the you know, upcoming IC title and what they're doing with the cruiserweight titles, title titles, um, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I do it's like that. Week. Yeah. It's been a long week. So I do like that. And I like that she's going to be the champion. I hope they have her come back to some kind of dominance. Like she was where she went undefeated in NXT and started off undefeated and on the main roster I would like her to hold this title for a while and, and make it something like Becky did where she held it for over a year and made it special and, and kind of ran through the division a bit. I think Asuka can do the same thing. Like PC said, she has a ridiculous amount of talent and she's just fantastic in what she does. And it's well-deserved for her to hold that title again and actually maybe have a really, really, really good run with it. So I'm hoping, obviously, she's probably not going to keep it until Becky's back. But hopefully she can keep it for, you know, quite a while and, and make it something special and have some really good matches with it. So congratulations to everybody involved. <laughs> I mean, yeah, of, of course. Congratulations to Becky and Seth on the kid. And, I mean, yeah, I'm they, they probably said, like, yeah, go to the ring. There's going to be something special for you, Asuka. And it's like, all right, yeah, what's going on? And then you you be the warrior that you are. I'm going to go be a mom. And then you saw Asuka just go like, oh, oh, wait, this is real. Wait, what? This is amazing. So uh, happy for Becky, happy for Seth. But jokingly, th- does this prove how unsafe Seth is? I mean, come on. The, the Finn, Seth, and now Becky? Or, uh, sorry, I said oh. Seth, I meant Sting. But, oh, come on. <laughs> you think he gave her a buckle bomb? Is that what you... uh, Something, something 
I don't know if it was a buckle bomb, well, if it was a different type of bomb. Go, but... go back and go back and listen to our Frankie DeFalco show, and you'll understand that apparently he defeated her with a small package. Hey, <laughs> I bet you that it was. I bet you also though, like he is the money name Messiah, so it's a good chance that that small package was a missionary position kind of version of it. Oh. Anyway, uh, where were we at? Right, Asuka winning women's money in the bank. I mean, I completely agree with all points where Asuka is by far one of the best, if not the best, women's competitor on their roster right now. Not discrediting Charlotte, but Asuka gets there. What hasn't she done, in all honesty? She's won money in the bank... The inaugural Royal Rumble, every women's title, except for the UK because they introduced that after she left the NXT. So, like, she is the pecking order. She is the bar. No, we are the bar. Um, We are the bar. (laughs) I had that one in here. Now I can't find it. Damn it. I'll fight him. I'll fight him. So... Here's one thing that I kind of love about this is they they at least let a few, well, I shouldn't say a few, one person rip all this to shit, and that was Shayna Baszler, which I thought was a fantastic promo, and I thought they did a really good job with that, and I'm looking forward to eventually that match happening again, Shayna Baszler and Becky, but it makes a perfect transition to have Shayna Baszler fight Asuka for this title coming up here. And they did a really good job of just solidifying Shayna Baszler's heel status and they can go back to Asuka and Shayna Baszler from back in NXT, which could be a really awesome feud again here on the main roster, and that's two of you know some of the best workers here right now I think, on, on Raw for the women's side. And it could be an awesome feud. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about that coming forward, or how how they did that with Shayna, how with that promo. I mean, nah, the, the promo was great, uh, solidifying her as the main heel of Raw and everything like that. But I I, I think if she's gonna be if she's going to try to be the next person to face Asuka, I, she got taken out by a mop. She has to fight that mop first. <laughs> Number one contenders match. Moppy, mop, mopita. Hopefully, it's not a ladder match. Oh boy! All right, let's move on. Let's let's step away from that, and then let's step towards a commercial break. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Alrighty, that's right, once again we're going to have my bit, Phenomenally Funky Facts. Uh, DP, you were the inaugural winner. That's we... bullshit. I plan on keeping <laughs> that status. If I don't win today, I'm going to be really pissed off. We will see, we will see. Um, I got a few more questions that I dug up, that I decided to look up, research for you guys and everyone listening at home. Now, does anyone need the explanation of the rules again? Or No, but you guys, I'm going to I'm gonna pull back the curtain here a little bit. You guys need to come up with a small topic to talk amongst yourself about because I have to see a man about a horse. <laughs> see a man about a horse. Okay. Gotta go shuck an oyster, I think. So. Oh, God. <laughs> Drop a potato in the crockpot. 
whatever, you know, something like that. Yeah, I, I think I understood what he meant by that, and I'm a little <laughs> disappointed. What's with him in the poop stuff? He said it yesterday, or not yesterday, last week. God, that car got me all discombobulated. That's weird, man. That is just the weirdest thing I've heard. It's it's not the first time that that nearly happened, and it's probably not, not the, the first time. Well, a car <laughs> skidding towards me—that's that, that, that's the first. You but... just attract cars. <laughs> I, I attract death, but it never seems to happen. Oh. Not that I want it to. Yes. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that might be a question for next week. How many times has uh, AJ almost died? Oh. Can you name them? <laughs> I mean, we get like an over under or something because that's going to be impossible. I mean, how would we know? Actually, yeah. No, now I'll that PC's you know. not here, let's leave that question for uh, next week. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna message, uh, I'm gonna message, back, I'm gonna message the other one, and I'm gonna get the answer. <laughs> I can go get another beer. Go ahead. And I'll be the only one who knows the answer. <laughs> it's not empty enough. Excellent. That's what no, she said. No, we were just that's shooting the shit about the <laughs> car skidding and nearly killing me. Speaking of not okay. empty enough, I got my headphones out now. All right, fair enough. He so, doesn't have pants on. I knew it. He's got shorts on, but he should because it's 75 up here in Wisconsin. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's, it's 80 in Jersey right now. It's, it's a little muggy. Awesome sauce. N- yeah, it's nice muggy here too. A little humidity. I was about to say, I got, I got my, my bad influence addiction, SCU, whatever you want to call them, T-shirt and some jeans on. There you go. But, uh... Yeah, I got a few more questions. As always, two of them are wrestling. The third one is however I see fit. I know Andrew and I kind of talked about a couple, but uh, I got a, I got a few cute ones. I'm going to throw a sports one for the third one just to give you guys a little heads up. Sports, 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 sports. Not a sports fan, huh? Not a sports fan, huh? All right, we're ready. Let's do this. All I right. Definitely, I should definitely win this week. Definitely. So, DP, you were the inaugural champion. Door number one, door number two, or door number three? I'm going to go with door number one. All right. And this is the wrestling one. So, in 1988, Barry Windham joined the Horsemen, much to the chagrin of fans and friends alike. But he had to turn on someone in a tag team match in order to solidify his spot. Who did he betray? Oh, man. I do not know Horseman lore or WCW or NWA lore. Uh, who did he betray? Uh, oh, man. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a chance. Honey, you have to write it down. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, I got to write it down. Damn it! Write it down. Jeopardy music. You just pick a category. We do it at the same time. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. I'm drinking, asshole. (laughs) This is the DWI podcast, motherfucker. (laughs) I'm not drunk enough. Oh man, I don't know. This is too early. This is too early. Shit. I have no idea. Honey, usually you have to go with your first instinct because usually you second guess yourself. No, it's too early for that, though, I thought. <laughs> I got no oh, chance of this one. I have to. The music's over. I got no right. chance. No I, chance. I, I, I think I... I think he was too... I don't think he was... I don't think he was there yet, but this is what I'm going with. Oh. I don't know if you can see mine. Dustin and Blackjack Mulligan are the two answers... <laughs> Sadly, both of those are incorrect. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Uh, Figured. Shit. <sighs> yeah, I got nothing. I'm. I don't know. I'm just. Is it, Zabisco? Is it Larry Zabisco? Is it Larry Zabisco? Tully Blanchard. <laughs> what, what was that? DP it turned into a robot there. Larry Zabisco. Tully Blanchard. No. No, no. 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 I'm trying to think of the only names I would know from that time that might have been attributed to the Four it- Horsemen. It's someone who's known. Uh, if I, if I gave you a hint, it would be all about himself. Kind of a... So Lex Luger? <laughs> kind of like a narcissist, like Lex Luger. Damn yes. it! Oh. I, don't, I can't remember. 
Yeah, Barry wouldn't have betrayed Luger to join the Horsemen. Damn it. All right. Well, there you go. Stupid a little history Luger. lesson there. Go back and watch that time in uh, WCW. It was an excellent time in WCW. Hey, it was NWA. I'm the NWA guy. Come on. Well, that's true. Same, yeah. same thing, basically. Yeah, shush. <laughs> 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 okay, DP, door number one or... Or no, DP went first time. So that's right, Tony. Door number one or door number three? No, he he took one. I'll take one. three. Oh, you took all right. So three. All right, fine. It's the sports question. You see, would get the sports yeah, question. See, so you guys pull ahead. And we all know who my favorite team is. The Red Sox. So it's gonna be a Buccaneers <laughs> question. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> So, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are infamous for starting 0-26, starting out as an expansion franchise. They were about to call it quits until they won against who? Brother. I'm getting, a, I'm getting a look of disdain from Tony. Old, old Santana Dotson was part of that uh, team, wasn't it? <laughs> he was, and Tony is saying... Oh, you're both saying the Packers. <laughs> no. What? Damn it. I thought for sure it was the Packers. No, the first team they beat to break... Oh, and 26 is still a current team that they still face a lot to this day. Must be the Falcons. Saints. Archie Manning, Saints. Uh, damn. Damn it. And the old folklore damn. is that Archie Manning had every single recording of film burnt to a crisp so he never has to go through that shame again. <laughs> Unbelievable. Awesome. DP will take topic number two. No, yes. I wonder why. Suck on that, uh, DP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the rest of the lemonade in, This is for all the lemonade in Montana. Yeah, but both at a double goose egg. Oh, makes sense because it's big sky country. <laughs> so everyone knows that the WWE has a Hall of Fame, but so does TNA. TNA also oh, has their why? own Hall of Fame. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is the dumbest thing ever. Give as many as you can. There are three. You are a, you are a fucking malaz. It comes on right after NWA, so I have to watch Impact. Um, so there are three men that have the prestigious honor of being in both the WWE and the TNA Hall of Fame. Name them. Third angle, bullshit. <laughs> oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> and that's one! <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, You ready? You ready over there, Freddy? I'm ready, I, I think I got bitch. this one. I think I got this you one. You think you're three for three? Yeah, I think so, and I think you would have gotten angle anyway. So, I would have gotten angle. I had angle written right. down. I had angle written down before you said it. Whatever. Shut <laughs> up. You don't have it. You don't have it, PC. You do not have it, Tony. DP wins again, three Woo! for three. That's crap. Kurt crap on the stick. Sting I won today. And Jeff Jarrett. Fuck this game with a PH. Ah, <laughs> uh, and DP holds on to the crown for another week. Who knows? Who wants to lug that fucking thing around anyway? No, it sure beats ten pounds. I feel of gold. so sad. What I do? That? I I do. I'm not gonna lie. I do. I'm so sad. <laughs> 
I know I had to throw the loop with the TNA question, but maybe next time, Tony. Maybe next time. What, what, what did you say? AJ Foley? Wait, who was it? It was Kurt Angle, Sting, and Jeff Jarrett. AJ's not in the Hall yeah. of Fame yet. <laughs> he will be. He will, he will be. be. So, there you go. So <laughs> well, he will. Future. In a few years, I will both be right. Foley's, right? Not, in the, Foley's not in the TNA <laughs> Hall of Fame, is he? Yeah. No, but he was in TNA for a little bit. It's true. I almost wrote down Flair. I almost had Flair written down too, but I'm like, well, no, it's not Flair because he never made it to the flannels for a year, and Foley will show up to the TNA Hall of Fame induction. Flannels we'll for a year. We'll, we'll see, Tony. So, so, so maybe next time you'll you, you'll get it on a phenomenally funky facts. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Chairshot Network. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. DP, it's time for last call. Let's go. What do you what do you mean? What do I mean? It's the last thing we're gonna talk about. And this week it's gonna be AEW, and I wanna start with I wanna start with Greg DeMarco's reaction to me messaging him and Andrew about Mike Tyson giving away I, I believe I believe AJ's heard <laughs> of Greg's reaction. Oh yeah, I have. <laughs> AJ's a little bit privileged in, in getting uh, some of the reactions to a certain text thread, but I, I I sent it out that that was going to happen while I was watching AEW and his breaking news then. And, and Craig's reaction was, quote, we don't rip off WWE, unquote. Next text, quote, we rip off WWF, quote. <laughs> yep. I thought DP and our listeners would enjoy that. I don't care, and I don't think he does really either. I think he's just pointing out a little bit of hypocrisy, but who doesn't have that here and there? I like it. I think it gives importance to the secondary title they're trying to create. I thought they've done an excellent job with this tournament and building the storyline, Lance Archer and Jake Roberts. Jake Roberts just does things for you on a storyline level. He doesn't need a crowd for you to know that he is he knows he's pissing you off at home. He knows it. He, he, he knows what he's doing. No wasted motion. No wasted words. I, I've been privileged enough to have three conversations with Jake Roberts, and I feel like I'm a better wrestling fan for it and just listening to that man. Uh, and he is, he, he, is a, he is a good guy to talk to. I'll just put, put it there. But this TNT championship, to have Mike Tyson come in, AJ, and give this belt and present this belt, Talk to me about how much that adds to kind of the significance, even going past, you know, Rhodes and Archer and how they've built this up. But you see secondarily, possibly, Mike Tyson having a match of his own in AEW. Do I see Iron Mike Tyson having a match in AEW? Uh, not really. I think the main reason why they had Mike Tyson come in as the special champion presenter, I guess is what we're going to call this, is all around the news you, you hear like a bunch of the, the legends of boxing, especially Mike Tyson coming out saying like, yeah, I want to box again. Yeah, I'm, look at me. I'm training. I'm doing this and this because he hasn't really lost a step. So I think this is just because since Mike Tyson's getting a lot of headway and who doesn't know who the fuck Iron Mike Tyson is, is just reason enough to just have like boom right there present the TNT title perfect 
as for Cody and Archer, they've been doing a phenomenal job. Uh, Cody, since he's not allowed to... Storyline-wise, he's not allowed to wrestle for the world's title. Makes sense he's going for the TNT title. And Archer is the new guy into AEW that is just an absolute monster. I've had the privilege of watching him live. And he's he's as intimidating as he looks the whole murder hawk aside if you don't look at that <laughs> before you continue your thought here i just want to uh throw this out there i'm watching highly questionable mina kimes if you're listening to this podcast just dm me you're you're oh man hi how's it going <laughs> i don't know about you but my peony just went huh? This just in, Tony just went full Andrew. Okay. Um, this just in. Put this <laughs> just in me. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how many I mean, it comes. I, I don't know how many times I have to hear Andrew constantly say, it's like, hey, watch Highly Questionable with me. Why? Mina Kimes is on it. That's reason enough for me to watch it. You're right. All right. <laughs> I mean, you know, you talk about Mike Tyson trying to kind of make a comeback. I mean, you know, he's 53 years old, and you see him, you know, you see in these videos of him training, and he looks just absolutely ridiculous and, you know, doesn't look like he's lost a step. And he's, you know, obviously history-wise, pound for pound, you know, one of the best, you know, strikers, punchers in the world, the way he knocked people out back in the day, you know, matched, you know, fights wouldn't last 20 seconds. I, You know, we buy the pay-per-views and... 20 seconds that was oh it was over you know it was but it was great it was fucking awesome to watch and this is a perfect opportunity for him to to get out there and it's just a, you know it gets him back in the limelight doing something you know out there just for a spectacle whether you know whatever he does if this is just a one time off thing or it's just a reason for to get his name out there again and be seen and you know, letting people know he's ready to fight. And I, you don't think Mike Tyson's going to be in that ring? And he's going to that damn inner, that inner circle gets in my way. I'm going to have to knock out somebody. Chris Jericho gets in my way. I'm going to knock him out. I'm going to knock him out. And I hand that TNT championship to Lance Archer, and he's not going to like it. I got my bag of Doritos in the corner. I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to hit him. I'm going to hit him if I have to do it. I, you know, I look at me. I'm striking. I'm punching people. I knock them out with one punch. So I've been, I've been talking to Tony Khan, and he's like, you know, you can come in and set up your own shit and stuff like that. So I got a joint stashed over here. I got some bugle stashed over here. I'm not going to eat those. I'm going to stab them in the eye with those. I'm going to eat the Doritos under the wing, like DP said, you know. And that's what we got going on. At one point, I'm going to have a pigeon come shit in a guy's face, and hopefully I don't break my neck because that would be spinal. It'd be oh spinal. God. I love my pigeons. I got to bring my pigeons. They come, they come with me everywhere. You know that. I'm sorry you had to listen to that, folks. I got, really I got nothing. <laughs> this segment's this segment's been sponsored by Reese's. Reese's Pieces. Oh, sorry, Reese's not sorry. Pieces. Reese's. Reese's is my favorite. <laughs> Gentlemen, any other thoughts on what's going on in AEW? I'll give you mine first, so you can gather your most important one here. It's Britt Baker to me. Like I get it; she's fun to look at, but she needs to get her shit together in the ring. There's nothing going on right now. You can't go in anywhere. Why don't you just work on getting your in-ring shit to look decent? Because you could actually become a viable top uh, echelon woman in the world the way you have a personality, the way your mic skills are, the way you have a built-in gimmick. Like, tighten your shit up in the ring. It's bad. It's really fucking bad. And you're bringing people like Kirishita down, too, with you. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that statement. That it was difficult to watch that fatal four way, like by far my favorite woman competitor in the AEW women's roster is Hikaru Shida because she actually can wrestle. But that entire match was just so painful to watch that I needed to finish majority of that bottle of tequila because, like, not to bash anyone, but Penelope still knew. Statlander, you can tell she's still new. Britt didn't help that match. And Hikaru, as much as I love her, just... 
wasn't one, one of her better performances. It's too bad somebody over there screwed up the relationship with Kylie Ray. We won't get into specifics or details and other people because she could be rivaling the top women in the world, even in WWE. She could have become more popular than Becky. I am all. Oh, uh, yeah, without a doubt. DP and I have seen her wrestle with, like, 20 feet in front of us and had the opportunity to say hi and everything else like that. And She's the real deal. You know, she's the real deal in my opinion. But I don't know, DP. What 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 stood out from you? AEW. Any other thoughts that we didn't get to? So the two things that are stand out for me for AEW is you mentioned it earlier, Jake Jake Roberts. That whole bit, I, I just absolutely love him to see him back in the in the ring and doing his thing because it's just it's just artwork. It's beautiful, and he just does a great job. Like you said, doesn't need you don't need an audience. You don't need anything for him, and he's just delivers so well and brings some of that classic powers that be asked me to come out here and give an apology to Brandy Rhodes. She'll get that apology when she kisses my ass. (laughs) And the and just old school classics of (laughs) women, women can, you know, just be in the kitchen and doing all that shit. And then occasionally, occasionally, when it's war- when it's cold out, can come keep me warm. Just beautiful. I just love. I love him. He's just awesome. And I I'm, can't believe I'm actually going to say this. Where when it comes to this, because WWE usually is the better job at this, but the production for AEW, I feel in this COVID world right now, has been top notch and better than WWE. Just for the fact of. You know how they started with the cameras being, you know, in that in that spot, you know, looking down the ramp and everything, and having the having just wrestlers outside there, you know, around the ring and stuff to add a little ambient noise, I think is just making it that much better than when you watch the WWE brand where there's nobody out there. I'm I'm really enjoying that because it just adds that little ambiance. It adds a little, you know, flair to it. You can go. You know, cut to those the wrestlers down the sides of little signs and are doing a little thing there. I think it's adding just that extra little bit to AEW that just it's just making it a little bit better than and production wise than than WWE's doing right now. Well, I'm looking forward to the double or nothing pay per view. I think they've announced some really good matches. The the Stadium Stampede match. They got some other title matches that are excellent. We will definitely be previewing and reviewing that pay per view as we continue to further our AEW coverage here on the DWI podcast. Um, yeah, gentlemen, uh, it's been an, a spectacular show. Is there anything that you didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about this week? Uh, AJ, I know that you did a, NW, a little bit of NWA uh, action on the chairshot.com this week. I did, I did. They decided for this week's NWA that they would show the go-home mat, uh, the go-home show, basically, uh, for what was supposed to be the Crockett Cup. So that was a nice little watch. I'd recommend you go watch it yourself, or you can just watch my results and review of uh, it on thechairshot.com. There you go. And DP, you're already working on your 10-point plan to host a wrestling event in your backyard. Folks, this is... this yep. is this is There's like a 50% chance that this thing could actually happen, I think. Wheel, wheels are in motion, I think. This is, this is scary. I don't know. He likes to... Uh... He likes to play around a little bit, though, Mister Mister DeFalco. So I don't know if he's being serious or not. So I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna test out. I'm gonna check uh, dimensions in the yard and see where we can set up that ring. And I'm ready. I'll get I'll get the grill going right now. VIP balcony seating. Yes, VIP balcony. Ooh, ooh, we could have someone jump off the balcony. Oh my god, it could get crazy. I'm already buying my plane ticket. All right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. All right, folks, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed the 228th edition of the podcast known as DWI. My name is PC Tunney. You can find me at PC Tunney on the Twitter. You can find this show on the Twitter at Podcast DWI. You can also check me out and DP on at Bandwagon Nerds. Great show. Comics, superheroes, movies, video games, everything nerd culture that you want. A novice approach and a lot of technical talk, too, on a lot of different things if you're an advanced nerd. In addition, Pot is War. 
2019 nominated Trio of the Year, myself, Andrew Belaz, Christopher Platt. Check it out. Great show. Plenty of wrestling talk all over the board. A lot of a lot of pop culture and, and everything else going on there. And myself, Christopher Platt, and my main man, it's Ray Cash, on the PIW special, The Last Dance for the Chicago Bulls. We wrap it up next week with our fifth episode. And we're going to look to continue to do a lot of sports things like that. So make sure you, you know, check all that stuff out. In addition, if you're not listening to the Frankie DeFalco show, listen to the Frankie DeFalco show. Mr. DeFalco is a damn pleasure. AJ, it's funky. It's phenomenal. Likely it's it's going to be fresh. Where can they find you on the social? You can find me on the Twitter at PhenomenalAJB and on thechairshot.com giving you NWA coverage and news anytime that it comes up. And you can also check out the DWI podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash DWI podcast. I'm also posting those Bandwagon Nerds episodes on the DWI podcast page as well because they are just awesome and I am enjoying every minute of doing those podcasts as well. And if you want to follow me anywhere else on the worldwide social media interwebs, at It's Me DPP. And folks, make sure you go to thechairshot.com and, and check out the new, the new, I don't know, the, the new look for the site. There's an entertainment part. Entertainment of it. We're, covering, we're covering in the comic and the entertainment and, and the news and the sports and the movies. We're doing all that right now. So make sure you check it out. There's so many quality people over there. Uh, we big big thank you to Conan, uh, keep Conan and Disco keeping it 100 for the shout out to the Chairshot.com uh, website. Really appreciate that, Kevin Kleinrock. Uh, you guys are rocking it yourselves, and to take a couple minutes out to talk about us, we really appreciate it. Uh, especially the mentions to this very show, DWI Podcast, and Frankie DeFelco. So thank you guys for tuning in to us. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we're always trying to keep it 100 right here. And you've been listening. To another edition of the podcast known as DWW. Wow. And two twenty-eight feel, feels like feels like two twenty-eight actually. Yeah, that so that sounds about right. Moving on up. It, it feels like number five for me. Good show, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, it's fun. <laughs>